following podcast is brought to you by Covenant Baptist Theological Seminary. Welcome to Confessing the Faith, a theological and devotional walk through the 1689 Baptist Confession of Faith. I am your host, Sam Waldron. I'm one of the pastors of Grace Reformed Baptist Church in Owensboro, Kentucky, and the president of Covenant Baptist Theological Seminary. In this talk, we come to chapter 8 of the 1689 again, and is entitled of Christ the Mediator, and this is the second of a number of podcasts based on this subject, the glorious subject of Christ the Mediator. Part 2 and paragraph 2 of this chapter speaks of the incarnation of the Mediator. It is a wonderfully rich paragraph with roots deep in the creedal tradition of the Church, It speaks of his specific personality, his unqualified deity, his true humanity, and his sinless integrity. And I want to consider first here in this podcast the specific personality of the mediator. Here we ask the question, who is the person who became incarnate in the historical person we know as Jesus of Nazareth? We are not asking the question here, what is he? That will be answered in further podcasts. We are asking rather about his person. Who is he? The key words that identify his person are found in par- at the beginning of paragraph two. He is the son of God, the second person in the Holy Trinity, being very and eternal God, the brightness of the Father's glory. These words speak first of his primary relationship. He is the son of God. An historical sonship is ascribed to Christ in Scripture, but it is the revelation of a previous and eternal sonship with the Scriptures also ascribed to him. This is the same sonship which is in view in chapter 2 and paragraph 3, which give us the doctrine of the Trinity. He was sent as son and not to become the son. Many passages teach this. And confirming all of this, uh, is both Scripture, the Confession, and the Nicene Creed that he as the eternal Son is eternally begotten. Despite uncertainty on the part of some modern scholars, this is the clear assertion of Scripture. He is God's only begotten Son, John 1.18, 3.16, 3.18, 1 John 4.9, and especially John 1.14, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we saw his glory, Glorious of the only begotten from the Father, full of grace and truth. The eternal Son is not only described in terms of his primary relationship as the Son of the Father, but also in terms of his exalted status. The exalted status of the Lord Jesus Christ is described here in two closely related and mutually defining phrases. The second person in the Holy Trinity being very and eternal God. Now, these two phrases speak of that exalted status in terms of his person and place in the eternal order of the Trinity and then of his essence. As to his person, he is the second person of the Trinity. This, of course, implies that the Father is the first person and the Spirit the third person. The confession here teaches that there is an eternal order in the Trinity. It is the eternal order in the Trinity that is reflected in both the economy of creation and redemption. In both, the Father authors, the Son accomplishes, and the Spirit applies. As to his essence, he is very and eternal God. 
We will look at the evidence for this later. But it is crucial to note that the confession can speak of the person and essence of the Son in different ways. As to his person, he is second and begotten. As to his essence, he is not second and not begotten, but very and eternal God. His secondness is not a secondness in time, absolutely not. His being the begotten Son as to his person does not detract from his being eternal as to his essence or nature. I love this quote from John Calvin. It is not fitting to suppress the distinction that we observe to be expressed in Scripture. It is this, to the Father is attributed the beginning of activity and the fountain and wellspring of all things. To the Son, wisdom, counsel, and the ordered disposition of all things, but to the Spirit is assigned the power and efficacy of that activity. The observance of an order is not meaningless or superfluous when the Father is thought of first, then from him the Son, and finally from both the Spirit. Who is Jesus? He is the glorious and eternal Son of God. The Son of God, the second person in the Holy Trinity, being very and eternal God, the brightness of the Father's glory. This is the specific person who became incarnate for us in our salvation. It is this person that the Father wants us to love with the same tenderness, affection, and exaltation, which he does. Find glory, blessedness, and splendor in this person. Let him capture your heart for worship and move your hands to service. Thank you for listening to Confessing the Faith on the Man of God Network, brought to you by Covenant Baptist Theological Seminary. CBTS is a confessional Reformed Baptist seminary which provides affordable online theological education to help the church in its calling to train faithful men for the gospel ministry. To learn more about how you can partner with us in providing informed scholarship with Pastoral Heart, visit cbtseminary.org.